welcome to episode 9 of the Lives of the Saints first series, the 1928 BCP Saints. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Barnabas, whose feast day or holy day is June 11th. St. Barnabas is far better known from Scripture than many of the Apostles, largely owing to the many references to him by St. Luke in Acts of the Apostles and five references to him by St. Paul in his epistles. The name Barnabas is Greek, derived from an Aramaic or Chaldean name, Barnabiot. In the Anglican tradition, the name is translated as Son of Consolation. He was born as Joseph, or also Joses or Sosis, to a wealthy Jewish family of Levites on the island of Cyprus. He appears for the first time in Acts 4, verse 36. The illustration is a modern Greek Orthodox icon at the Monastery of St. Barnabas near Salamis in the Turkish Republic of North Cyprus, which is now a museum. Why he is holding a Gospel of St. Matthew will be explained in later slides. St. Barnabas came to the attention of the early church at Jerusalem when he became a Christian, changed his name to Barnabas, and sold his inherited land on Cyprus and gave the proceeds to the church to feed the persecuted poor at Jerusalem. St. Luke reports in Acts 11, verses 20 and 21, that the leaders of the church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas to Antioch, describing Barnabas as, quote, a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, in Acts 11, verse 24. St. Barnabas was among the most influential of the early apostles of the early church. In the earliest accounts in Acts of the Apostles, his name is always mentioned before that of St. Paul. It was St. Barnabas who brought the converted Saul, not yet known as Paul, to Antioch. It was St. Barnabas's credibility that helped Saul gain the trust of the faithful. These two newly converted Christians are credited as founders of the church at Antioch, which eventually grew into the Sea of Antioch, the second sea of the church universal, and where the faithful first called themselves Christians, bringing to the church, quote, a great many people, according to Acts 11.26. From Antioch, both Saul and Barnabas brought financial aid from each according to his ability, from Acts 12.29, to the Christians at Jerusalem who had experienced persecution from the Jews in the reign of Herod, including the beheading of St. James the Greater and the imprisonment of St. Peter. From Jerusalem, Barnabas and Saul took a new disciple, John Mark, a cousin of Barnabas, with them back to Antioch in Acts 12, verse 25. According to St. Luke's account, the Holy Spirit spoke to the leaders at Antioch, directing them to, quote, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have given them, in Acts 13, verse 2. 
After prayer and fasting, the two apostles left for Barnabas' home island, Cyprus, traveling indirectly by way of Seleucia on the Tigris River in present-day Iraq, an account of which is in Acts 13, verses 3 and 4. St. Barnabas and St. Paul preaching, preached in the synagogues on Cyprus, and by tradition, around 45 A.D., they grew the church there. Unfortunately, St. Luke's account in Acts of the Apostles does not record what St. Barnabas actually said. Local legend on Cyprus credits him with converting the island's Roman governor governor to Christianity. It was during this same period that Saul became known as Paul, recounted in Acts 13, verse 9. Barnabas was still with Paul in Pisidia, in the Phrygia region of Asia Minor, when they encountered strong hostility from the local Jewish leadership, but nonetheless convinced many Jews to listen to their preaching and become Christians, recorded in Acts 13, verses 43 to 45. In Acts 14, verses 14 to 17, St. Luke records an impassioned defense of Christian belief in, quote, the living God who made heaven, earth, the sea, and all things that are in them, in Acts 14, verse 15. This refers to the local practices of worship of heathen deities or the counter to the local practices. The speech could have been said by either St. Paul or St. Barnabas. St. Barnabas and St. Paul were together at the Council of Jerusalem in 49 AD in which the church decided that circumcision was not required for Gentile Christians. An account of that meeting is in Acts 15, verses 1 to 29. Not long afterward, the missionary alliance between St. Paul and St. Barnabas ended, following a dispute over the continuation with them of Barnabas's cousin, John Mark, who had left the traveling party. St. Barnabas went away separately with John Mark, on a second missionary trip to his home island of Cyprus that is recorded in Acts 15, verses 36 to 39. This is the last mention of Barnabas in the New Testament. From this point on, all that we know of Barnabas is from tradition. St. Barnabas's missionary work on Cyprus, preaching in the synagogues, inflamed the Jews against him, and they stoned him to death around 75 A.D., throwing his body into the sea. According to tradition, John Mark retrieved the body and, laying upon it a gospel of St. Matthew, buried him near Salamis, which is why the icon in the illustration shows him holding a gospel of St. Matthew. According to Eastern Church tradition, the relics of St. Barnabas are buried beneath the tomb of Barnabas, the second tomb built on the site, the first having been destroyed by Arab raiders around 800 A.D. Among the New Testament Apocrypha is the Epistle of Barnabas, which is rejected by the Church as falsely attributed to Barnabas. 
The illustration is an early 21st century photograph of the chapel and tomb of St. Barnabas on Cyprus. The collect for the Feast of St. Barnabas was written by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer based upon the account in Acts 11, verses 22 to 24. O Lord God Almighty, who didst endue thy holy apostle Barnabas with singular gifts of the Holy Ghost, leave us not, we beseech thee, destitute of thy manifold gifts, nor yet of grace to use them alway to thy honor and glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Anglican tradition in America, St. Barnabas is commemorated in the special verses for the hymn From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. by Horatio Nelson and published with the Episcopal Hymnal of 1892, set to the tune, Aurelia. The Son of Consolation, moved by the law of love. Forsaking earthly treasures, sought riches from above. As earth now teems with increase, let gifts of grace descend, that thy true consolations may through the world extend. The music was performed by Richard Irwin, whose website is www.hymnswithoutwords.com. If you'd like a PDF of all four pages of the hymn from All the Saints in Warfare, please send an email request to me at frron.stjohnanglican at earthlink.net. Thank you for joining me for Episode 9 in the Lives of the Saints, First Series, the 1928 BCP Saints. Episodes from this series, as well as of other teaching videos and seasonal videos, are or will be available on our YouTube channel, https colon right slash right slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C. And if you're using that address, be sure and include the S in HTTPS to get directly to the site. Or by a better way, by using the episode links at our website, http colon slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net slash digital hyphen library dot html. And please be sure to use lowercase letters in order to get to the page. Bible study videos are linked from the Bible study page at the same site. I also invite you to visit our virtual bookstore of historical prayer, teaching, and other publications at our special site created by Amazon, HTTPS colon slash slash www.amazon.com slash author slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. And again, please be sure to use the S in order to get to the dedicated page. 100% of all book royalties are contributed to the AIC ministry. 
Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.